ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another episode of your favourite James Bond podcast, Trey Bond. I'm Jake Spear. Joined, as always, I have beside me, Double O Derby Dick. Ah, oh, pleasure to be here. And our man on the ground, Commander Brandon McClellan. Reporting for duty. <laughs> Hello, dear listeners. Um, thank you again for joining us. It's uh, lovely to have you with us today. We hope your week, your day, this very moment, is <laughs> Trey Bond. <laughs> as, as every day should be. As every day should be. Um, if you're loving things so far, if you're having a good time, let us know. Get in touch. Follow us on social media. Well, it's only been... Um, 51 seconds, mate. Please. Well, that's right. But it's oh, a, you mean in terms in, of... You know, in terms oh, of our, oh, right, our right. newfound relationship. Mm, not this episode. Uh, yeah. No, no, right, no, right, no. Right. Um, no. But if you do like us, give us a give us a review on iTunes. And or... also let us know how this first one minute six has been. Yeah. 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 Is this your favourite first one minute six? It's up there for me. It's, it's up, up there. there. Is it a shaken or is it a stirred? Yeah. One I, minute six. These are the questions we seek to answer on Trayvon. That's what it's all about. It's all about. Well... Commander McClelland. Yes. What's in the dossier? Oh, gentlemen, finally, <laughs> after a long, long hiatus, it's been long between drinks. Oh. We finally get a Rudgy. <laughs> we get a Rudgy. Oh, Rudge. And we've only picked 1983's Octopussy. Oh. Octopus. Now, this film. Yes. I don't know if it's simply the title. Hmm. But it seems to have a bad reputation in it, my mind. It it has a bad reputation, and I think most of it stems from the title. The title. The film's good. I love this film. Okay, right. All right. That's all I need to know. I love this film. <laughs> How many times have you seen it? Oh, I've lost count. Wow. But I I love this one. It's uh, it's it's old man Bond. Octogenarian pussy. Octogenarian pussy. <laughs> It's Old Man Bond yeah. done right. This is his second to last. Second to last. Mm. Wow. Yeah. All right. Some may argue that this should have been the one he went out on. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Strong finish, would it have been? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't seen A View to a Kill for a very long time. Right. So it's 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 hard to say. But, um, okay. Yeah, Octopussy's got a got a soft spot in my heart. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's something about it. There is one moment in it, though, that is absolutely egregious and almost unforgivable. Oh, oh. Near, I feel like you've said this a couple of times. And nearly destroys the film. Oh, gosh. For some people, actually, it is the moment that they think of with this film. Well, there's two, actually. There's two moments in this film that people go, what the hell were they thinking? One of them, I agree with them. I go, shouldn't be in there and could very easily be cut. Very easily, because it's done in post. Uh, the other one, I think, is forgivable and Roger Moore's performance really sells it. Okay. Okay, good on him. Here's one for you. Bond couldn't resist trying oh. one final smile as the steward at the counter hands him his boardings pa- boarding pass for his flight to Geneva. It has begun. Ooh. His dimpled grin is soon wiped from his face as he turns and notices that the Scandinavian giant he had been pursuing all morning has vanished. Thrust back into the chase, Bond urgently paces through the meandering mob of travellers. He cannot let this lead go. 
months of dedicated reconnaissance has gotten him this far. And let's not forget the millions from Her Majesty's Treasury that has funded this disastrous mission. How he would explain that night in Zanzibar to M, he did not know. Ooh, Zanzibar. I don't know if Bond's been to Zanzibar Ooh. in the films. <laughs> A problem for another time. For now, he has to locate his oversized accessory and find out who he is working for. The contents of that briefcase must be destroyed. As he passes the Air Margaritaville bar, Bond glimpses an unusually large pilot holding a familiar silver briefcase. Is everyone just really big in this story, Jake? No, just the one person. Two two now. Well, yeah. you'll see. The person he, two. Oh, it's the same person? Two big boys. Two big boys. I think Jake's got to think for big boys. Well, <laughs> Bond glimpses an unusually large pilot holding a familiar silver briefcase. Exit the gentleman's bathroom. <clears throat> the Bond briefcase can exits see. the bathroom? No. <laughs> the pilot holding the briefcase exits the well, gentleman's was, bathroom. I must say, it was very unclear. <laughs> Pay Continue. attention, 007. No, no, please, please. Pay attention, 007. Bond can see, even at this distance, that the cuffs on the trousers are sitting far too high for any respectable airline to allow. In an instant, the Scandinavian, in his poorly tailored pilot's disguise, disappears through a fire exit. Suitcase firmly in hand. Now is his chance. Bond rushes for the escape door. Bursting through to the other side, Bond finds himself three floors up in a spiralling staircase. The sound of footsteps gathering speed echo below him. He has been found out. No time to waste. Bond speeds down the staircase, faster and faster, desperate to apprehend his beastly foe. Slam! The closing of the ground floor door rings out as Bond leaps over the handrail to bypass the final flight of steps. Swinging open the door, Bond steps out into the steamy Jamaican heat and onto the tarmac. I didn't know he was in Jamaica. Oh, wait, you established yeah, no, that in the is. first yeah, story. Pay no, attention, no, yes. 007. Wow, it was weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> to his left, following the, following the line of the terminal building, he sees the elusive Scandinavian sprinting for a far-off hangar in the distance. Thinking quickly... Bond commandeers a passing pushback tug vehicle on its way to manoeuvre a nearby aircraft. Of what? Hello. Do your research. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll cover that in fact check. <laughs> a pushback tug vehicle. Yes, it's a thing. Leaping onto the door of the vehicle's cab, Bond opens the door and with ease hurls the bewildered driver out of the moving truck Ooh. and quickly assumes his seat behind the wheel. Speeding towards the large hangar, Bond sees the Scandinavian slither through a small door to the side of the giant hangar doors and disappear into darkness. Within an instant, Bond comes to a screeching halt by the looming hangar doors and dismounts the awkward-looking ground support vehicle. Time to slow things down. Do you mean the push... Yeah, the pushback tone. Right. Yes. <clears throat> Time to slow things down. His heart racing. He must clear his mind for precision. Anything could be waiting for him inside the hangar. He swiftly draws his Walther PPK and positions himself against the wall of the hangar, right by the door through which the Scandinavian recently, recently entered. Yes, we get it. Yes. <laughs> to the point. He cocks his pistol and silently enters the void. The vast empty space of the hangar is as dark as night, except for a halo of light in the middle of the enormous room, centred on an incredibly polished... G700 jet. Ooh. Tell the people at home what a G700 jet is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next model up from a G6. Oh, right. 
Bond stealthily approaches the expensive aircraft, keeping to the shadow of darkness at the edges of the hangar. As he darts under the fuselage, he can hear the faint murmurs of the pilot and co-pilot running through pre-flight checks in the cockpit. Airworthiness certificate. Check. Operating limitations documents. Check. Good to see they've checked their facts, Bond whispers confidently to himself. If only you had done the same, Mr. Bond, barks a voice from the darkness. Whack! And Bond is knocked unconscious. Ladies and gentlemen, that is fact checked. Oh! That one kind of continued on from where I thought it would start. Was it a karate, one of the judo chops? It was a classic kind of odd job judo chop. I'd love that's to see it. a compilation of Bond judo chops. Yeah, maybe we can make it. Right. Let me take you all back uh-huh. to License to Kill. Oh, yeah, 1989. With Mr. Dalton. Three minutes in, and Brandon said, a lot of the cast of Die Hard are in this film. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> Later, There's at least two. <laughs> Later, Brandon said the bad actor DEA agent was in Die Hard. He's Ooh. too familiar Ooh. to Brandon. Did I say bad the actor? Views yeah. Of yeah, the yeah, views of Brandon yeah, McClellan views and representative. <laughs> 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 Release the statement. <laughs> Apparently, Brandon, he was too familiar to you um, to not be in something big, whether it was Die Hard or Lethal Weapon or something, but you were fairly sure it was Die Hard. I, I stand by it. Below... No, it's in the fact check. Here is a list (laughs) of all the cast who were both in Die Hard and Licensed to Kill. Robert Darby. Oh, yes. Sanchez. Sanchez. Grand L. Bush, who plays the role of Hawkins in Licensed to Kill. Oh, yeah, that's the bad actor. And that's the bad actor actor DEA guy. What was he in Die Hard? Um, You didn't You didn't even check that? Well, I didn't didn't check his character name. (laughs) Go on to IMDb, God. Uh, hang on, hang on. I'm going to do a live fact check now for it's, you. Yeah. Okay, Grand L. Grand L. Bush. Grand L. Bush. Name. That's mm. a Bond villain name. His name must be. I think it's like Terry or Henry or something. Terry Henry. Terry Henry. <laughs> John Terry Henry. He's back again. Grandel. Grandel Bush. So he was our beloved Hawkins he was, in Licensed to Kill. Well, uh, I don't know about that. But the- <laughs> he was FBI. Oh, Johnson! Oh. It's Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. And look so at that! Johnson. He's also in Lethal Weapon too. Oh you shit! Right. He's in all three. Oh my goodness! And he was in Lethal Weapon. And he was in The Exorcist as a different character. He's in the first Lethal Weapon and the second Lethal Weapon. And he's in the Exorcist Die Hard three and License Didn't to Kill. This guy's an- popped up in everything. Oh Exorcist two. my god! Well, you know what's funny about that? Because I think the other FBI agent Johnson. Because remember how it's Johnson and Johnson? Mm. Yep. Yes. It's the shampoo. Isn't it Robert Darby? Oh. Oh. I think, Die Hard. I think that's Robert. I'm fairly sure Robert Darby plays the other FBI agent. Yes, Robert Darby and Grandel Bush appear as FBI special agent Big Johnson and Agent Little Johnson. Well, there you go. There you go. Look at that. Which is a penis pun. It is. It is. It is. It is. Well, here's another little tidbit too. Andreas... Oh, that was going somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another little Johnson. Yeah, here's another little Willie. (laughs) God, no. Andreas... Andreas... Botticelli. Winsniewski. Winsniewski, not Botticelli. Who plays Tony in Die Hard. Also plays old Levi Jeans himself, 
Necros in the Living Daylights. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, so he popped up in Die Hard 2. Another Dalton. Another Dalton. Yeah. No, he didn't pop up in Die Hard 2. He uh, in Die Hard in 1. Die sorry. Hard 1. Yes. 2. Right. Oh, I've got too many movies in my head now. This is not going very well. <laughs> Darby, you said that Die Hard Uh-oh. came out in 1987. Uh-oh. Yeah. You put the house on it? No. No? Good. Die Hard was released on July 12th. 1988. Oh. Pretty close, huh? Very close. Brandon, you said that the big films at this time were Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Miami Vice. What were some other films coming out in 89? Miami Vice? Well, Miami Vice is a TV show. It's a TV show. show. Tim Um, Burton's Batman Batman. and Lethal Weapon 2 were mentioned. Yeah, I did say Batman. Uh, Another big film in 1989. Yeah. I'm gonna say... That Little Women (laughs) was probably a big one. Yeah. Um, Little Women. (laughs) Which iteration? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Is that 89? Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Darby, what about you? What's your gut telling you? 1989. I don't actually think Little Women came out, just just in case you were Wait, but are we going highest grossing films in 1989? Oh, just something that might be, you know. In that year or around that time? In that year specifically. No, I couldn't tell you, mate. All right. Well, here's a list of <laughs> I the wasn't top... even alive, you idiot. Oh, you weren't even there. Neither was I. But here's the top ten grossing films of 1989. I reckon I could guess them just after you've said them. In yeah. ascending order. Mm-hmm. All right. You guess them as soon as I say them. Just after. Just after I say them. Yeah, yeah right. Born? On the 4th of, oh, the 4th of July. July. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Little Penis Women. Mermaid <laughs> from Disney. Johnson. Yep. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2, the return of the Ghostbusters. Honey. I shrunk the kids again. No, just Ah. the kids. Just the the kids. Mm. Lethal Weapon 2, which we've mentioned. Dead. Or Alive. Dead. uh, Dead to rights. Dead Ringer. Dead. Poet Society. Oh. Oh. Captain, my captain. Mm. (laughs) Look. Who's talking talking Yes. (laughs) Back. To the, to the future, future two. Part two. Yes, part two. Very good. Part two. Batman. And what was the number Robin. one grossing film of 1989? <sighs> well, it wasn't Licensed to Kill. No, we know that. We this know film, that. I'll tell you this much. This film grossed four hundred and seventy-four million dollars. Dollars. Um, ooh, is it an Eddie Murphy picture? No, interesting choice, uh, but it wasn't. Is it a Spielberg? It is a Spielberg. Mm. Ooh. That would have to be. Well, Hook? No, that was 91. Ooh, a little bit later, but... Uh, let me guess. I'll say Spielberg connotations. Spielberg uh, affiliations. What? What does that mean? Well, I don't think mean? he directed it. Oh. Then why say his name? Well, because he's very closely linked to this film. Oh, wait. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Absolutely. He did direct that film. Well, I don't know. What's wrong with you, Jack? Well, I might have given it to George or something. Why would he do that? You've seen what he does. But you've seen what he does to movies. Yeah, he creates Star Wars. That's what he does. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what is the definition of vocation? That's a a a job. job. Ah, well, in relation to our conversation about Dalton's somewhat matter-of-fact attitude as Bond, Darby, you said that... It's his job, not his vocation. You, then you ask Brandon, is vocation work? To which Brandon replied, yeah, yeah, vocation is work. Yeah. Yeah, a vocation. Yeah. But I think your intention was that it was... 
yeah. vocation was something more than just your job. Right, right, right. That it implied some sort like of a hobby, passion, or something, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. A vocation. Like macrame. Yeah. Macrame. Macrame. Yeah. Mac and cheese. Oh yeah, mac and cheese. Uh, Love uh, mac, mac and, and maple. Yeah, Mac and Me. Mac mm. and Me. Yeah. Which also, I think, Mac, came out in Mac 1989. Macintosh. Macintosh Computers, yeah. yeah. Also came out in 1989. Ah. 1980. 89. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> a vocation is a strong feeling of suitability oh. for a particular career or occupation. It comes from the Latin word vocare, which means to call. So a vocation could be described so it's kind of right. as your calling. Hmm. There you go. Got to trust your gut, Darbo. Yeah, go with it. Go with, go it. with it. Brandon said that the transition of Hong Kong from British rule to Chinese rule Come on, Brandon. happened around 96, 97. Yeah, yeah. Out yeah. there. Stand by it? Yeah, stand by it. The transfer of sovereignty over Hong Kong occurred at midnight. Mm. Ah. <laughs> at the start of July 1st, 19... 97. Yeah, well, baby! When the United Come Kingdom on. ended administration of the colony of Hong Kong and returned control of the territory to China. 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 When did Judgment Day come out? 91. Mmm. I said 92, 93, but Darby, you did say 91 in the podcast. You're saying 91 now. You'd be right. Oh, well done. Well Judgment done. Day premiered in Los Angeles on July 1st, 1991. It, very good year, very good year. Good year. It would go on to gross more than $61 million domestically in its first week. Woo. Currently, it has a total worldwide gross of $517 million. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of Half dollars. a billion for a film that came out in 91. Oh, boy. It's like uh, a billion today. That's not bad. What is a cyborg, I ask you? Uh, a cyborg is is a is a is a man or woman mm-hmm. uh, who has or uh, non gender specific or non gender yep uh, or who ha- who has uh, uh, upgraded themselves uh, softwareically yeah interesting softwareically yeah mm-hmm. because in the podcast you said isn't well, it a doesn't cyborg matter what I said then <laughs> well this is what we're checking. <laughs> You asked if isn't a cyborg part human part robot? That's what he said. Yeah, softwareically upgraded. Then, softwareically upgraded. Then Jake. you said an android is a robot that looks human. Yes, yes. I stand by it. Well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, uh-huh. and I think they know a little bit about this. Well, a uh-huh. cyborg, they say, is a fictional or hypothetical person whose physical abilities are extended beyond normal human limitations by mechanical elements built into the body. Mechanical, softwareically. Tomato, tomato. Mm. And an android is a robot with a human appearance. Well done, Brandon. Thank you very much. Therefore, I would argue that Teehee is a cyborg. No, His arm is no, mechanical. No, 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 his arm no, is mechanical. No, it's built no, into the body and no. it extends his ability of strength beyond normal no, human limitations. It's not softwareically. Yes. No, it's hard. The definition Jake, says Jake, mechanical. Jake, you're a dirty devil and I want you to admit it on the podcast. <laughs> no, I don't say it. You're no, a dirty devil. I think there are people out there that are going to be on my side. Well, is Teehee a cyborg? No, he's an amputee. Listen to that definition. All right. Let's settle this. Contact us. If you think that Teehee is a cyborg, you're wrong, but we want to hear from you. I don't if want to hear you. Right. I want to hear a goddamn thing yeah, from Actually, you. yeah, keep it to yourself. No. If, if you don't think Teehee is a cyborg, let us know. Let us know. Uh, tag us. Do whatever you got to do. At but... Trey Bond. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. 
I'm right, and there are people out there that are going to be with me. No, because it's not computerized. The, de- the definition doesn't say computerized. Listen it's to the, the word, de- Jake. It says cyborg. It says cyborg by, me- by mechanical elements. By it's me- not software. I don't know if it's me- it, how would you define mechanical? Because it's a system of pulleys. Yeah. Oxford Dictionary says mechanical elements. That's a mechanical arm. All right. We're going to have to agree not to agree with yeah. you, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Let the people decide. We'll get back to you. I want to, I want to see if anyone gets out to us on this. Yep. Brandon, you said that the actress who plays Della was also in Three's Company. Yes. <laughs> Priscilla Barnes <laughs> is, random one. is the name of the actress. I know some of these facts are bizarre. Uh, who what played... is she doing in a Bond film? If that's true, is that true? It is true. Oh my god, it's true. You write once again. She played the character of Terry Alden. Oh, the kissy kissy bride. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Kissy kissy bride. Uh, what is a cravat? A cra- we know what a cravat well, it's, is. It's a little uh, it's neckerchief. It's, it's like yeah, ne- necktie. It's a necktie that it's, thinks too high. It's an adornment. Itself. Yeah, interesting. Well, mm. look by the book, it says it's a short, wide strip of fabric worn by men around the neck and tucked inside an open neck shirt. Why did that really come out? I must. Have yeah, not been we, were talk- we were talking yeah. about it at the wedding. It was the, it was to do with the wedding, the, the outfit mm. that you despised. Oh, we despised. Mm. Mm. He was wearing some kind of cravat. Is it a cravat? That's what Brandon said. Oh, okay. Um, Not really one for the fact check. What is well? <laughs> no, just, 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 <laughs> you can have a go one week, right? <laughs> what is Talisa Soto's character's called? Well, hang on, hang on. Was it a cravat? Yeah, it was a cravat. Oh yeah, I paid. Well, technically, you didn't even check. You the didn't facts. even say if it was or not. Well, I just wanted to know what a cravat is. <laughs> I want to know too. He wanted to know if Dalton was, was wearing, wearing a, cravat. a cravat. I don't think not it is what a cravat was because I don't think I, I think his top button's done up. And by the book definition, it says it's an open collar. You wear a cravat with an open collar. So what was it? It was oh. just a <laughs> kind of necktie or something, maybe. Oh, you're gonna have to address this in the next fact check. I want a recurring one on this cravat. We need to get this sorted. <laughs> what was Talisa Soto's character called? Uh, uh, Lu- Lupe. Yeah, I'll give you that. What about last name? Fiasco. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was Lupe yeah. Fiasco. No, it was Lupe Lamora. Ah. There you uh. go. A little more sensitive than that, Darby. Why? Why? Brandon said this film was fairly close to getting an R rating. Maybe even did get one in the US. Oh, did, yeah. Because mm. no way. <laughs> what oh, was maybe. I, what was I thinking? Well, there some bloody deaths in there. According to moviesensorship.com, can't believe that's a website. Sounds boring. License to Kill was supposed to receive an attractive PG-13 rating for its theatrical release. However, the MPAA requested some cuts be made. So License to Kill went to cinemas with a censored version of the film. But the censored version didn't even make it onto VHS. Only the PG-13 version was available in stores. And it wasn't until 2006's Ultimate Edition reissue of the DVD that we finally got to see the uncut version in its original aspect ratio. Really? So we couldn't actually see the full well, version I of think, the film I think we could. I think Australians could. Because I know it was heavily censored in the, in US, a, in the US and heavily censored yes. in Europe as well. Germany really? was really shutting it down quite a bit too. There was a number of territories that weren't allowing the, the full version be released so, in cinemas. So was, uh, it, close, was it close to an R? 
Do they have... They've got M, don't they, over the, there? The only rating it was released in cinemas and on VHS was as PG-13. Right. So they were allowed to release the film. They couldn't release it. They wouldn't give it an R rating. They would have to cut the film to fit a PG-13 rating. Oh, right. And they actually, they actually made five cuts. It took about six seconds off the film. Um, one of them being the head exploding. The head exploding, yeah. Um, the stuntman on fire at the end when the truck explodes. Really? Um, yeah, there was a number of sensitive times. Yeah, yeah, it is really sensitive. Yeah. When you consider what about all the, the horror films and stuff that are coming out, um, well, Grinder, I mean, like, Benicio going uh, into the grinder, that got uh, cut right. too. There's a bit of that getting cut out. Yeah. So our US friends didn't see the real film until 2006. Until 2006. Yeah. Sucks to be them. Yeah. Mm. Missed out. out. Missed out. Missed out on that gore. That Dalton gore. Dalton gore. <laughs> What other film, aside from Dr. No and Casino Royale, does Q not appear? Say that again. <laughs> what other films, aside from Dr. No and Casino Royale, does Q not appear? Uh, Quantum of Solace. Uh, well, te- is that it? That's all. That's it. This is actually a very debatable question. And I'd be interested to get people's thoughts Surely. on this as well, and, and, and yours too. No, he's not in Living That Die. You are right, you are right. Live and let die, you are yeah, right. Yeah, I was trying to think, I'm sure that's Q has appeared in 21 of the soon-to-be, maybe, 25 yeah. films. Eventually. Um, the exceptions being, yes, Brandon, ready. Live and Let Die, Casino Royale, and Quantum, according to the Wikipedia page. The character is apparently featured in the 67 Casino Royale. Not counted. And Never Say Never Again, ne- Brandon McClellan's def- favourite film. Definitely not counted. The question is, though... Is Major Boothroyd Q? Well... Or is he a different character? Look, I think... I think he has to be. Because in The Spy Who Loved Me, he is referred to as Major Boothroyd. Hmm. So, the character of Major Boothroyd in Doctor No technically has to be Q. But Desmond Llewellyn doesn't appear in that. What so. does Major Boothroyd do in, in Doctor No? He's the one that uh, he takes the Beretta off him and gives him the Walter. The Walter. Oh yeah. It's very yeah. interesting though. This mm. point came up and Terence has got a lot to do with this because that was the original intention that Major Boothroyd was the name of the armourer at, at the start there. Yes. Terence changed his name. Major Boothroyd is apparently another character in Doctor No. And they renamed that character simply the Armourer, or well, the Equipment Officer. Right. So according to Terence, he believes that Major Boothroyd is a completely different character well, to the Armourer. So Terrence. whether or not the Armourer or Major Boothroyd, who directed Dr. No... He doesn't well, that's that's undone by The Spy Who Loved Me, because mm. Anya Amasova... Um, calls Q. Masova, however you say it. Yeah, she calls Q Major Bo- Boothroyd. Mm. Um Oh, that's yeah, he's that's a strange. major Boothroyd because <laughs> Major Boothroyd actually got his name. Yes, he he was called Major Bo- Major Boothroyd because um, uh, there was a real person named Boothroyd William Boothroyd, I believe, who uh, contacted Fleming and said he shouldn't he shouldn't use a Beretta. It's a ladies' gun and it's prone to jamming. Right. No secret agent would. No one. No professional man would ever use you've it. You've mentioned this once before. And then, and so, as a kind of tip of the hat, uh, Fleming named it after the guy that, that gave him the advice. Yeah. Amazing. So why is it called? Because Q, Q, Q never B. appears in the novel. Well, Q never appears in the novels. Oh. 
That's an, invent- movie that's an invention oh, of the movies. Because there really are no gadgets in, in, in the, the novels. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. I said, <clears throat> I swear to God that the hatchback that Sanchez escapes the meditation clinic facility in is a Maserati. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> Were you really? Thank God. It is a 1987 Maserati Biturbo 425i. They made hatchbacks? Yeah. Do they still make hatchbacks? I don't think so. Jesus. This thing. They can... would make a coupe. <clears throat> or a coupe. Mm. Coupe. Yeah. Two-door little thing, but certainly nothing that looks like, uh, like that. the old Biturbo does in uh, License to Kill. Wow. Good eye. Yeah. Good eye. Brandon, you said that Sanchez's casino... Yes. Was a Pinewood set? Uh, yes. He was, stand unsure. By he it? was unsure. He was unsure. question mark. You know what? Yeah? I'm not going to stand by it because... But what about the floppy doors on the elevator? No, because I think I said that this is the only film that they didn't... That Bond isn't in the UK for. Mm, yes. I think the only stuff that was filmed in the UK is the Money Penny scene. God. I think so. They didn't do anything at Pinewood. I don't think any of this is a Pinewood film. Interesting. When I was editing it, I was editing that episode. I was like, "That doesn't sound right. That sounds like a drunk man's rambling." <laughs> <laughs> Which we all love. Trey Bond, bit of drunk man what, rambling. What is it? Well, you'd be right. It's certainly not Pinewood. Ah. The interior of the Casino de Isthmus is the lavish restaurant Casino Espanol. Isabella La Cotelica, 31 to 1, what was that? Colonia Centro. You heard me. That's the address? That's the address. Wow. The place is called the Casino Espanol. Oh, great. Well, I'll go visit that. Go and visit that. <laughs> go on a holiday, Darby. Leave us alone. Put it in my GPS. <laughs> and the exterior was the Teatro de la Ciudad, Theatre of the City. Oh, very nice. So did they shoot anything in Pinewood? Which was also Inspector, oh. right? Well, now, hang on. I came across where that elevator is, and yeah. I don't think it's either one of those. Oh, okay. I think it's another location. Because right. they were shooting the Grand Hotel, or whatever it's called in mm. the in the film. They were shooting that elsewhere. Oh, okay, right. Um, was it... The last question to be answered here on Fact Check, and arguably the most bizarre... <laughs> Was it customary to kiss the bride in the 80s? <laughs> was it a thing for the best man to kiss the bride on the mouth? And what is the tradition behind the garter? Right. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. So the tradition of a best man most likely originated with the Germanic Goths, who were first documented by the Romans in the 3rd century. Oh. Bit of Rain Man. If women came into short supply locally, <laughs> eligible bachelors would have to seek out and capture a bride from a neighbouring community. Literally capture? Literally capture. Mm-hmm. So the future bridegroom would be accompanied by Where a male companion. The, the groom would take a male companion who would help the groom kidnap his future wife from her family. Oh, the best man. The best man was traditionally the strongest, toughest, and fastest friend to the groom, and usually the best swordsman. The best man remained at the groom's side throughout the ceremony, alert and well-armed, should any of the bride's family attempt to forcibly recapture her. He would also continue his duties as sentry, 
outside the newlyweds home and there are even written documentation and physical artifacts that indicate that beneath the altars of many churches of early civilizations there lay an arsenal of clubs knives and spears holy shit <laughs> wow so I, that is genuinely fascinating yeah. <laughs> how crazy is that so that's your best man and that's is it customary man. for him to, to luck a lips, luck at the lips with the wife in um, quite a possessive, of your best friend possessive as well. manner? Yeah, yeah. 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 Although so, I must say, James doesn't initiate it. No, no it does no. come from Della, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Della's Della's a bit too yeah, keen. Might be a bit of backstory there, but yeah. a bit of history there. Well, aside from that bizarre origin story, I could only come across a few sparing comments about a tradition that the best man would welcome the bride at the church with a kiss on the cheek and hand her a bouquet of flowers. Not on the lips. Didn't say anything about the mouth. Now, as for the garter tradition, in Wedding Customs Then and Now, published in 1919... Uh, I use my copy at home. <laughs> it paints this picture of medieval England. The bridesmaids start with the weary bride to the wedding chamber when suddenly the cry arises, Get the garter! If the woman has been thoughtful... She has fastened it loosely to the bottom of her dress so that it drags in plain view of the scrambling ruffians. If she has not been a wise virgin... <laughs> if she has not been a wise virgin, she may find her clothes in rags oh, after shit. the struggle. Good. What the hell? hell? For a guest having a... Here we go. I've made a typo. Now I've got to figure out what it is. Oh, here it is. Um... Yeah, what do you reckon that says? Where, where <laughs> For are a guest. Where are we? Oh, Pointed out. Prize dress For a guest having a fatter. <laughs> oh, yeah, a having father. a tatter. Having Tat a, yes. For a guest, having a tatter of the bride's having dress a fatty. was considered good luck. So that's why people were kind of trying to tear at the bride's clothes, because if you get a piece of the dress, what? it'll bring you good luck. What so, a human being. I got a, I got a finger. I got a finger. <laughs> Crowds of guests slowly over time became so bawdy that they'd often follow the couple into their maritable, marital chamber, marital bed, ripping yeah. at their clothes as a, for, and, and as a form of encouragement. And so the bride and groom started tossing the bouquet and the garter as a way to appease the crowd. So. We are... Savages. <laughs> I'm deeply ashamed of where we have come from. What a bizarre world. <laughs> what a strange So with that, with two weddings now, mine this year, yours in the near future, with that in mind... I have to that... run it. Run at both of your brides and tearing at their clothes them and rip yeah. their dresses. Get off. what you can. Get what you can. I want all of my groomsmen I'll having swords <laughs> and clubs. <laughs> oh boy! So with that, that's fact check. Ah, oh, well thank you done. very much. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time now to jump into my favourite segment, which is, of course, preconceived notions. Does that mean that it can't also be my favourite segment? It can be your favourite, if you like. Well, you just place so much emphasis on the my. On the my. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think because Jake's favourite segment is fact check. Because uh-huh. I get to talk Because he gets to most. talk for so long. <laughs> yeah. And as we've seen, he reads so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's also, it's also uh, my favourite segment. It's your favourite segment. It's our favourite segment. But it is my favourite segment. No, well, it's our favourite segment. Right. Yeah. But it is... M- no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, in our favourite segment, um, because it's our favourite segment, I think it's only fair that we let Jake go first. Because he's a guest in our house. What? You're a guest in our segment. Oh, well, hi. In our favourite segment. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, as, 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 as has been reported, um, I was very sceptical about Roger Moore when this whole thing began years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I'm so excited that we finally get to see another one of his films because I absolutely loved his debut film. Like, Live and Let Die for me is on, like, could be one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah, well, I think you gave it a 10. I did, mm, I did. And mm. the only other film I've done that to is GoldenEye, which yeah. is my favourite. Mm. Banked a lot of goodwill for old Pierce. <laughs> yes. So I'm super, super keen to see Roger because... I'm kind of at a crossroad and I need more information because I think Roger has the potential to become my favourite Bond. Yeah. Um, but he also has the potential to become my least favourite Bond. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot at stake. He could become my favourite because I love a bit of campy fun. I love the one-liners. I love his kind of cheeky... He's just got that look, that glint in his eye. Yeah. But if things get a bit too wacky and silly, he turns into an old clown. And I don't really want that. I don't just, think you, so. You picture him with a little red nose and a, and a, and a wig big, on the... Yeah, yeah. Fluffy, fluffy old... red wig. Bit of hair. <laughs> and, yeah. But my preconceived notions about Octopussy... Couldn't really tell you. I think this is... I think this movie has a very iconic car in it that goes for a bit of a swim. Maybe? Nope. No, it's not that one? Nope. Okay. I have no preconceived notions of The nautical theme of the title is maybe making you think it's a nautical theme. Well, I thought it was the movie with the car that goes under the water and he takes the fish out on the beach. No, that's a spy who loves something else. Okay, right, 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 right. Um, This is the one where he goes to space. Wrong again. Look, couldn't tell you. I mean, I think, well... What are you nervous about? Well, I think because it's towards the end of his time, Mm -hmm. it's going to be really weird and wacky and probably a prime example of why I don't like Roger Moore. Mm. I think there's going to be... I think it's going to be full of, you know, nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because it's later. It's later on, maybe. And the fact that he's going to get pretty old and I'm not really going to believe the fact that he could be out there travelling a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but he should be in a home He's not 80 <laughs> He's about 50 Fighting Maybe. people He's 55 in this Betting one. very young women you Yeah, know, that's going to be a bit weird I think It might not happen in this one. Well, it might not If Look they're following the... the Bond formula There'll be at least two Bond women Isn't and this he'll... the one where he sleeps with an octopus? It's a... What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's my preconceived notion But I'm, I'm hoping, I'm very excited that it's a Roger, I think it's going to be camp and silly, and I think he's probably going to be very old, and I'm not really going to believe that he's doing the things that he's doing. Yep. End statement. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. <laughs> Mr. Depp? Well, <clears throat> I was cold on Roger before we watched Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, last episode we were talking about Bond as TV movie, with License to Kill. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like if I'm to say something quite controversial, and I don't think it'll be reflected in the quality production of the film mm-hmm. or the films, but there's something about Roger's iteration of Bond that does make me go, this is TV stuff. Oh. You know, and I, I, especially with one of his later ones, 
I'm as you said, Jake. I think that's kind of touched on what I felt is that you're going to be out of your element. You're going to be like an aging TV star who's playing the same role again and again because yeah. you don't know anything else. Yeah. But it's like, are you still relevant? Are you still? Is this still James Bond? Is this still scratching my itch? Don't know. Mm. Should get that checked. Should get. I should get. Checked. Yeah. If symptoms persist, please see your doctor. It's everywhere. <laughs> uh, this okay. is a this is a Bond film that I've I've really grown to love as an adult. Okay. It wasn't one that I watched as a kid. Right. Does this have M on a submarine? Hmm. Does it? No, no. That was that other movie. Yeah. No, M, M in a, in a, in an office on a ship. Oh no, no. I know what you're thinking of. Nope. We've seen that one. Uh, hmm? We saw that one with M with his office on it. Octopussy is a boat, isn't it? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. I'm, not I'm way spoil out of my oh, hang on. We're going to get into spoilers <laughs> outside of preconceived notions. No, it's one that I really, really, really enjoy. Mm. Uh, it does have its slightly campy, silly moments, yeah. but they're not enough to make me dislike it. They're actually, I think there's something that charms me. Um, about this film they're, they're the things that charm me well, I guess is a very good, good way to say it mm-hmm. um, I think Roger Moore actually turns in some of his best moments as Bond in oh, this oh, wow. uh, there is one particular moment in here where I go oh, okay yep there's an actor in there mm-hmm. uh, one moment in particular where I'm like yes okay Roger fucking sold the shit out of that it also has a couple of scenes where I'm like that is the classy Bond stuff that we just haven't seen for years all right there is an auction scene in this in particular ooh, that i think is just like ooh, it's straight out of fleming straight out of fleming and it works so bloody well uh the villain in this is damn charming and okay. he's up there for me uh there's some really great henchman stuff and some really fantastic stunt work in this um ooh. q i think this is how you do the whole cue in the field thing. <gasps> cue in the field! Cue in the field! <laughs> uh, this is how you do cue in khaki shorts. Oh, yes. oh my god! Um, there's, a, there's a couple of strange casting moments in it, but they don't derail the film for me. And I think it's the, the love story that I buy the most in the Roger Moore films. Oh, really? It's the romance I buy the most, and it's age-appropriate casting. Ah, good. That's what I'll. That's what I say. I don't want to spoil anything else. In about that this. he's her grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not great grandfather. Um, uh, and it's yeah. There's enough kookiness, but it still has its foot in the real world. Okay, interesting. Um, interesting. I could be proven wrong. Oh, I'm very excited. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time to pop in the Blu-ray for 1983s. Octopussy. I can't imagine what the song's going to be. Well, they don't say octopussy. I'm glad. Octopussy. Well, gentlemen, we have just seen. <laughs> Uh, 1983's 
Octopussy. Yes, we have. We certainly saw it. We uh, certainly watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we popped the Blu-ray into the, the Blu-ray player. <laughs> Waited yep. two hours. Uh, and we, yep, we watched what came up on screen. Yep. <laughs> and uh, now we're going to sit down and we're going to we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, um, we were very excited to see Roger Moore. Yes, we were. We were very excited to <laughs> see a Roger Moore. I feel like this is the first time with a Bond film that we've watched where, as a line graph, my enjoyment doesn't have, like... doesn't go up and down. Peaks and troughs. Peaks and troughs. It just goes, like... Straight oh, down. Oh, continuously down. Over time. Straight down? No, well, maybe not. I have... I have... Maybe a, Maybe uh, overall. I go up and up. And then about a third of the way in, I go really, really low down. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of then the start of the third, yeah. the, the final third, yeah. I start going up. And then I go in a straight line down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go below where I started. Yeah. And I actually go, maybe I should have picked another film out of the hat. <laughs> strange one. It's a real strange one. How did it... How did it hold up against your preconceived notions? Oh, it, it didn't at all. Mm. What well, you, you surely? No, it didn't at all. Ah. I um I forgot. Um, the the stuff that I was thinking about with this film. Were where it was essentially the first act, um, and all the stuff revolving around the circus and the Soviets. That stuff I found really interesting. Mm-hmm. India did my effing head in. Yeah, right. I was pretty, uh, yeah. Everything in India, I was like, oh, this is dumb. Mm. This is so silly. It's kind of a boring movie. It's really boring, actually. Yeah. Even though it's... I of... was really bored. There's mm. a couple of moments where you go, oh, like mm. that plane at the very end crazy it's amazing amazing but it's i think it's amazing just because of the fact that it's a man holding on to a plane Mm. yeah but it's not enough to make me give a shit yeah what i enjoyed of it i actually really enjoyed though you know like i thought roger was quite good in it but yeah there's just there was way too many it felt like it was made in the early 70s not the early 80s you have an air of Datedness, mm. Mm. didn't it? You said he wouldn't turn into a clown. You're a dirty devil, Brandon McClellan. You're a dirty devil. I'm a dirty devil. I admit it. <laughs> I said from the very beginning, look, I don't want to see an old clown. And God damn, I got an look, old clown. Look, when you're a dirty devil, you got to admit you're a dirty devil. Guess what? Uh, I'm a little dirty devil. In that clown scene, which no, you... I did. Say, I what I was trying to do was trying to throw you off the scent while you were watching it. Um, but I did say in a couple of podcasts ago, you were like. I don't want to see a silly old clown. I think that was the first I podcast. Think it was, and I, I do think I mentioned, oh, it's interesting you say that because there is a film coming along. Mm. So it was a, it was a half, a half lie, a white lie. If, it was this. Anything. It was, it was this. Oh, film. pretty blatant. I mean, we said to you, is he going to come out of that trailer dressed as a clown? I said no. And you said, said no. no. Um, that's not a white lie. That's well, a blatant old lie. Yeah, yeah, no, that's just I a lie. I think it's a white lie. Ball face li- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> liar. Uh, look, actually, the clown was not the thing that... that You're actually right. In. I thought the clown stuff... Apart from the detail of the makeup... I yeah, was it like, would have taken him a enough, lot longer. Yeah, you didn't have enough time to do that, Bond. That stuff didn't throw me. It's not the it cringe. The gorilla. Fucking gorilla suit. Mm. That gorilla suit. That is dumb. Yes, Bond, for those who haven't seen it, 
is at one point in the film uh, disguising himself in a gorilla suit within a train, train carriage. carriage. And manages to get in and out of it, unbeknownst to the two gentlemen henchmen inside uh, the carriage with him. Within the space of a millisecond. I know. I know. Let's talk about him. Roger Moore. It's our second Roger. Yeah. This did not feel like the same guy in Live and Let Die. It didn't even feel like the older version of the guy in Live and Let Die. You don't think so? Why would he he say that? Um, I didn't get... It just felt goofy. Mm. Mm. This just felt really... His performance or the character... It's more what he's given. In India, every second line is a quip. Mm. And that is... Ugh, it just that's where I get a bit bored yeah you gotta earn your quips they've gotta come at the end of a massive amazing set piece yeah it's gotta be a good payoff yeah it can't be... just be witty observations they become dad jokes otherwise yeah yeah and he loses his he loses his cool mm. he's got moments in this that I think he's fantastic when he is dressed as a clown and he's being restrained and he's like God damn it! There's a bomb in there. Yeah, Where, like that's the panic, real. The panic in him is like, yeah, there's a fucking nuclear bomb about to go off. Unhand me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that I'm down for. Very real. But yeah. despite the clown makeup. But the, the there's too many. It's the India section for me with this film. Yeah, right. I just go. That's with, a big portion. Of the film. It is a massive portion of the film, and it's just there. What is it about? Is it? It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I don't feel like it's 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 so there to set up that uh, who Octopussy is, yeah. but she's not really the payoff. That's its purpose, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a long double bluff. Yeah, she's not the big bad that she was introduced as. No, and it the, the thing that the Russians me, are. Yeah, yeah. Well, not the Russians, no, because well, the Russians are technically on our side. It's old mate because of Gogol and that who yeah, are trying yeah, to stop yeah. him. It's, it's Burkhoff's it's Burkhoff's um, character, General McActy Pants. Mm. <laughs> um, we'll get to him. Yeah, um, we're coming for you, Burkhoff. <laughs> I don't know. What did you guys think of him? Because Goofy is the starting off the very first time we see him pulling up to that very heavily secured um, racetrack. Uh, yeah, show jumping event. <laughs> He's very classy. Yeah, I love. And as the soon as I saw him, I was like, "Yes, yeah. here he is." Yeah. And he is such a gentleman. The, there's moments in this film where the way he handles himself and the way he handles the situation, you're just like, "Oh man, you are all class." Yeah, you are all class. When she refuses the um, the drink at the bar when he's playing the back game, yeah, and he yeah, stands yeah. up and he just goes, "Well, perhaps later then." Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's there's nothing kind of uh, I think I'm using this word right lascivious. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of moments that were one in particular I think where you said if Pierce Brosnan had that line. It would have been a little too kind of... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think he can handle... There's an etiquette and a, and a gentle, gentlemanly kind of... I don't know. He doesn't have tickets on himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like he's in on the joke a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And um, even within a look, with you know, whether it's a slight double take or a glance or a kind of a, you got to be kidding me kind of <laughs> look you know he really he nails that sort of stuff uh, I think this is a prime example of the pendulum swinging 
way over to one side of the of the crazy of the and silly. I don't know how much of it is actually him and the stuff no, or the stuff you're, that you're he gets right. sort of thrown you're probably right you know I mean the fact that the Tarzan yell it, oh the Tarzan oh, yell oh my goodness oh <laughs> nah nah Throwing nah, nah. A tiger to sit nah yeah like boy. who is Bond to these people well that's that's what it there's a little bit it, this is a cartoony it's very cartoony it feels like it's made for kids yeah mm. but then there are other moments where I'm like that's not for kids yeah like the amount of sex in it yeah not well there's really only two maybe three sex sexy moments in it yeah if you can call them that um I don't know I had this memory I feel like I watched I watched this film last year and I remember being like you know what it's really good that he's kind of paired with a woman his age and they do that love story well and I seem to I kind of buy that and she seems his equal watching it today I was like I I don't I don't give a shit about her at all (laughs) yeah 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 and I don't buy the romance I give a shit about her when she is um, the villain first revealed yeah first revealed and then when she is no longer the villain because you and I both went oh there's a bigger bad. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you, you sort of like, oh, wow, this mm. mystery. The Blofeld effect. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I think when they first sort of start, that keeping the mystery, mm. there were moments of like, yeah, 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 this is like a classic kind of whodunit sort of thing, mm. you know? Mm. But then, yeah, I think once she stops becoming the villain and you mm. sort of realise, hang on, this is actually all being controlled by a rogue Russian general. Mm. You kind of wonder why she's even here. There's a little why bit does she irrelevant. have an island of beautiful women? Yeah, who God. are mercenaries, who are circus performers in India. In India, in India. none of them are Indian. No, no. I mean, she she's she mentions Swiss. she's like, oh, they're all looking for kind of you and know spiritual start. awakening or something like that. They all come. It's like, oh, right, right. All right eh? So why is How she they going into circus mm. entertainment? It was all about mess. It's just such a mess. It's, it's a really a mess. messy film. Oh God, I wanted to love this. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. thought I thought I would because I watched this last but, year. You know, there are some gems in it. Oh, there's some the killer sequences. The pre-title sequence, yeah. amazing. That's one of the best. best. Yeah. One of the best. That's, yeah. yeah, you know, and there's a lot. There's a handful of those moments in the film. You want that to be the whole film. Yeah. You want that feel through it, and you just don't get it. No, you don't. It's a shame. It's a real shame. Because that fight on the train scene, I think, is fantastic. Mm. Um, the Mishka and Grishka stuff, the, the setup with, with, the clown, with them chasing 009, 009 through mm. the, the Beautiful woods. stuff. Yeah. Extraordinary. Um, the, the auction scene is one of my favourite scenes. Very classic. In a Bond film. But, yeah, it's... And it's not immediate for me with India, where I fall off this film. It's... Um, some somewhere just after around the backgammon game. Oh, you know what? It's probably around the Q scene that I start to go. Okay, this is a Q bit silly. in India. Yeah, where in Q's like oh, Indian Q base. Yes, and his Indian Q base, which is a bit like he's like, oh, I'm so under resourced, and it's like <laughs> clearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the craziest, <laughs> kookiest gadgets. Um, <laughs> you know that are <laughs> out there. Yeah. And it's it's too much for me. Look, I'm going to stop talking for a second because it's too much for me. Mm, No, you know, I found myself 
it was I got I got a little bit further with it. I think I got oh, to about the, an hour and twenty mark. Mm. Not wow, before really? not before the wheels had started to come off, but before I noticed I was driving without wheels. <laughs> you know? Are you referring literally to when the wheels fall off his car and no. he drives no. on the train oh, tracks? Track? <laughs> if not, that would have been a very good thing. <laughs> <segue. laughs> <laughs> but no, I like I think it tricked me. To, it tricked me yeah. for most of its running time into thinking, oh, this is a great Bond film. And I literally just remember saying to myself, hang on, am I enjoying this? Yeah. yeah. And then from that moment on, I started to unpick the film completely. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah, I was dipping in and out. Mm. There were sections there where I, I could have nodded off. Yeah, and I, I got was lost. quite sleepy actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And During then, a lot of that octopusy stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then I'd sort of tune back in and you know, figure out, what, oh, how, why are we here now? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> All right. um, oh, he's got a, a, a crocodile whose head kind of lifts, oh, lifts up, no. takes a look around. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm a little bit like you, though, Daz. I think mm. I did manage to get a little bit further with it. Yeah. Maybe. Until I... Re- yeah. Until I fully had sunk in. The- yeah. What was the moment? Where where I kind of... Yeah, where you went, nah, I'm not... I don't think I like this. Well, <laughs> I don't know. There is an earlier one where I was like, uh-huh, yeah, I chuckled. <laughs> but then on reflection, I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and and that's um, Sitter? No, before no, that. Before that. Before that, it was fighting off the henchman with a tennis racket, and the passerbys oh, on the streets of India doing the doing left the and right. left to right as if they're at a tennis match. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, huh, hey, cute. All right. Yes. I'll chuckle at that. Yes. But then I was like, mm-hmm. well, do you know why he has a tennis racket? I think. He said that he plays tennis. He does. That's an in-joke to the audience, because at the time, that, that guy was very, very, very famous. He is actually a professional tennis player. What? Oh. And I think his real name is actually VJ. I'm going to look this up. Oh, my God. Um, What's well, this like getting Roger Federer in the it's, movie? Yes, it's, yeah. exact, it's like getting Nick Kyrgios. Yep, to and, be, and going, to be in your hey, movie. Nick, you can play a, a, a Bond contact. Yes, you're his contact in Australia. And get this, you get to hit people you also with a tennis you like Isn't that to funny? Play a bit of tennis. Isn't that funny? Can't Don't you like that, old boy? dating yourself. Yeah, it's very, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, on the nose. Very. Yes, his real name is VJ, uh, VJ Armitrage. Right. So, there you are, he's a... Real life Indian tennis player. Um, Decent so, actor. I I didn't think that actually. Okay. <laughs> I was a bit like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't have enough goodwill for this film. Actually, it, it really when we got in because that car chase, I started to get a bit like, ah, oh, okay, this is sillier than I remember. Mm. Like when he pulls the sword out of the the sword eater's throat, yes. or when the tuk tuk has an extra gear. Yeah, and it really yes. pops and up and chucks, up. chucks a wheelie. Mm. And that was when I started to go, Jesus Christ, it's not even every second line, but every one of Roger's lines is a one-liner. Mm. It was a comedy. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it got a bit airplane. Again, we yeah. made that reference. We made that reference in, um, uh, what was it called? License to Kill, which we recorded earlier this day. You're hearing it a week apart, but we recorded them on the same day. It's a double O double. A slightly lacklustre double O double. Oh, yeah. Um, that was where I started to get a bit like, oh, there's a lot of... A lot of silliness in this. And then we got to the cue cue scene. And the line that kind of did me in was having troubles keeping it up, cue. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that's... Um, and the gadget itself. What was why? the purpose of that? To make, use a ladder, I think, to make, to make the joke. D-E joke, yeah. yeah. Mm. E-D joke. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So we've touched on... Have we, we covered off Bond? Do you have anything else to say about it? I don't know whether I've got really anything else to add to Mr. Moore. Did this... Okay, actually, I've got a question, because this is our second time with him. Yep. Where does Roger... Where are you... How are you feeling about Roger heading forward after seeing this? You've seen Live and Let Die, and you've seen this. How do you feel? He's gone down a couple of rungs after this. Really? Yeah. Too silly for you? Yeah, just... After this, but Pierce Brosnan hasn't after Die Another Day. Well, <laughs> need I remind you yeah. that predators only come out at night? Yeah. Remember that scene? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare is sitting very yeah. slumped over in his chair right now, like a naughty little schoolboy. Oh, you don't do it to me. Just, <laughs> just pretend for a minute that die another day didn't happen. <laughs> Look, I think Rog... Look, Rog did a good job in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just think that the story itself was silly. Yeah. You know, I don't think any of our Bonds could have done very well when the script reads, Bond hides in a gorilla suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I know what you mean. Like... I know what you mean. There's I... still an element of, of gentlemanly class. And look, I said that I thought he was going to be too old and I wouldn't believe that he'd be capable enough doing the things that he did. The, I was proven wrong. You know, I Good believed mm. that the physicality of him, I thought he could still do most of the stuff he was doing. You're shaking your head, Brendan. Yeah, I didn't. You didn't? I actually went, oh, he's past it. Yeah, really? Yeah, I actually had a moment where I went, oh, Jesus... There's something to be said about playing this for too long. I was watching him in this and, I, and comparing him to Connery in Diamonds Are Forever. And I was just kind of like... I know that Connery was much younger in Diamonds Are Forever, but he looked a lot older. They looked about the same age. They looked about the same age. Mm-hmm. And Connery just felt like he could handle himself a bit more. I was watching Roger and I, I did get the sense a couple of times. I was like... Do you need a hand out of your chair? <laughs> <laughs> like there were a couple of moments. Really? I, yeah, I did. I did. Not all the way through. Because I thought he did quite a lot of stuff himself. Which made me believe that it's like, well, he's actually doing it. Yeah, I, I was the kind of impressed the, with his... On the train, though? Do you, did you believe those? Like him hanging on the edge of the plane and... It just felt like something. Oh, like I look, believe's a man. strong word. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think my general mo in regards to Roger is that I'm not watching someone I believe. You so know? you're 
disbelief, fair, your leap fair. of faith is kind of a bit it's, longer than I've, usual. It's a cartoon. Yeah. He's a cartoon character. Yeah. He is so a you're not watching real life. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man on fire. Because the thing about <laughs> Rogers really was... wanted to love it. This, well, at least, I mean, I've only seen two. This is the second one. The thing I noticed about this film is that they seem to be heavily designed as well. Mm. You know, and I guess the specific example I'm thinking of is some of the Indian henchmen are using really obscure weapons that are very clearly designed by a props department. You mean like a buzzsaw yo-yo? Well, yes, like a buzz, <laughs> like a buzzsaw yo-yo. It's like that's not real life, right? It's not yeah. practical. But a real is... assassin wouldn't use that. Yeah. You wouldn't use these really weird multi-bladed kind of oversized oh, ninja yeah. star things. Yeah, no. and that's right. I forgot about that. All thing. of the, it's like they're props, and you and you know that they're props, and it's yeah. design, and you kind of feel well. It's not a Dalton where it's played for real, or it's not a Craig where it's played for real. You kind of get the sense that it's a set, like the like Octopussy's oh, castle on the, the hill. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah, that's Pinewood, and we kind of know it. How did Q and Bond float in a balloon from Germany to India in only a few hours? I have to say, um, but surely they piloted that balloon from somewhere in oh, India. I don't know. They'd have logic is there, but you're aware of the construct, I think, with Roger, which gives it that cartoony mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. And there's a love- part of me that's willing to go there, yeah. but this, I was far too... I was taken yeah, out Yeah, this isn't my type of Bond. No. It's not it my type really of isn't. Yeah. No. no, it's going a bit too far for me too. Yeah. 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 Far out. God damn it. But, but there's a like- lot of Bond in it. Yeah. Well, which, know? I would say, is in the pre-title sequence. Absolutely. The pre-title sequence, I really love. Me too. First time, me too. He's so defeated. He's so, you really wanted to love it, mate. I did. I wanted everyone to love it. Yeah. I wanted you to see what I'd made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Acro Star is pretty cool, though, right? Iconic. Yeah. I yeah. love the Acro Star. Yeah, not bad. I feel like, yeah, not bad. Let's keep talking about that pre-title sequence. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And the title sequence sucked. Oh man, I was groaning. And yeah. the song was pretty so boring. Oh, I thought you were defending the song. <laughs> yeah, I'm not anymore. Oh, oh no, you no. he's lost it. The wheels are I'm off. I'm just going to take that no, martini no, off no, you. No. I need it. I need it. It's delicious oblivion. Oh, God. Mm, yeah, no. Morris, this is his last. No, this wasn't his last game. No. License to Kill was his last game. Yeah, he's mm. still got a couple in the chamber after this. Ugh. But luckily, we've seen two of them. It's not a great song, is it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not it's, very memorable. Not it, very Bond. It doesn't sound Bond at it's all. Boring as. What does it sound like? What would you actually? If you heard that song, <sighs> lounge music. Mm, mm. Damn it! Damn it. <laughs> Damning with faint praise. <laughs> um, yeah, it does sound like lounge music, doesn't it? Mm. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well. What else should we talk about with this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the locations. I the mean, locations are good. Oh, are they? Oh, no. <laughs> are they? No, I mean, are they? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Look, There's some Bond pretty in incredible rega- places. Regardless of, you know, how dry and uneventful it was, Bond in India, that's cool. 
Yeah, I thought Bondi yeah, in India was actually pretty that's cool. That's a cool location. When he steps off that... that one, mate. You yeah. go, come he on. went to India. Come on. Yeah, when he steps so. off the boat on the Ganges there. Yeah, that's It's, like, right, it's exotic. <laughs> you know? Come on. Yeah, I guess that's all right. I don't know. He looked cool. He did look cool. Yeah, he looked cool. I guess. And he had the Bond theme. And... That's right. Yeah, that was pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah. Would I don't you, know. That would, was you, cool. would you think about... Um, what did you think about the circus? Did you like the circus? Oh, I hated it. <laughs> oh, I you? hated it. Okay. Yeah, I fucking hated it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I thought circuses went out of fashion in 1930. You know? Yeah, why were they around? Why are they still around entertaining and the masses and a front for a massive diamond bomb? jewel smuggling? No, no. So the what bomb... she? The bomb... <laughs> she has no idea about the bomb. God. No, no. She's a ploy. So her whole thing is that it's um, uh, dual. She's a dual thief, right? And yes. Kamal Khan works for her. Yeah. And what he's done is he's going, okay, I can get her out of the picture, and I can get all the riches from the jewel smuggling myself if I do a deal with Stephen Burkoff's uh, evil Drakmaninoff. Yep. Hack <laughs> <laughs> your pants enough. Um, <laughs> If I can do a deal with him and uh, blow up a US military base with an atomic bomb, yes, because he wants to do that because it'll look like the US have not looked after their nukes properly, yep. they've gone off, it'll cause major public outcry to uh, for the deproliferation yep. of... NATO will step in, yeah. shut your nuclear All program down. All of down. will get rid of it, and then that'll leave it open for the USSR to waltz Move through... In. And take over yeah. the world. That was pretty clear. I think act your pants off and off. Yeah. And his motivation was really mm-hmm. clear. How he somehow became <laughs> act your pants on and off. <laughs> <laughs> How he became involved in in octopusy and I guess she was a patsy in a way. She is a patsy. Yeah. Yeah. She's a complete patsy. She doesn't, know, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Why name the film after her? Why make it about her? Because there's an Ian Fleming short story called Octopussy. Is it about a jewel smuggler? Is is there no, any ties? To- no. It's actually the book is actually about that tiny little int- int- oh, uh, lady. No, no oh. exchange that um, Bond has with her, where she goes, um, "My father." Was blah blah. So the whole story in Octopussy, I believe I'm remembering this right. Mm, I could be wrong. Don't make me go away. And read uh, no, no, story. it's it's, Oct- it's Octopussy. It is Octopussy. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, um, yeah, he goes AWOL, and he it, it's not her father. In oh, the, in right. The they've made it that. Yeah, yeah, Just they've to... made it that. Um, right. He ends up killing someone. And is has gone on the on the lamb essentially. Mm-hmm. Bond tracks him down, and he's like, "I I I don't want to face the humiliation of being court-martialed." Right. And so Bond says, "All right, you have twenty-four hours to get your affairs in order, and then I'll be coming back." Ooh. Knowing full well, like I think he leaves the gun on the table. Yeah, right. And he essentially is like take the honourable way out which is kill yourself wow um, and it's quite a, a story I think I think that is Octopussy that could be Property of a Lady I've, we've got to read we've got to read these novels yeah that's um, because Milton Crest is in one of them really yeah the cap, that name is, is in it and I think he ends up getting someone shoves a like poisonous 
pufferfish down his throat. Whoa. And he suffocates and dies on the poisonous. So he's getting poisoned while he's suffocating. Oh, God. It's, it's quite horrific. It's one of those short stories. But the, the novel that it's in is called Octopussy and the Living Daylights. And it contains a whole heap of short different story. short stories. You'll have to fact check that because I'm I actually I'm right. I'm eighty percent sure I've got that wrong, but I know that that's the story. Yeah. That, okay. That so kind of these guys have just taken that title and they've, they've created taken title. some yeah. monster. And I think they've just taken that title because pussy. it sounded it sounds raunchy. Yeah. That's it. That's all. It yeah. Is. We'll that's stop there. Yeah. That's, that's you know they yeah, couldn't call it a lot of vagina. It's, mm. got, it's oh. got a naughty word in it. It'll I'm get people so to the movies. Sad. Oh. oh, I'm really devastated. I got to tell you, mm. you thought this was something. I really else. thought we'd enjoy this. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Oh, you're just saying that to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> there were moments where I was very excited. Absolutely, I was very happy. Yeah. Were any of them to do with um, gadgets? Uh no, of course they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> what was gadgets? What now? Was the gadget? Well, I think the main one in, is is the tracking device and the earpiece that gets embedded in the egg. Oh, give us something new, right? Yeah, I think the main one mm-hmm. is um, a ruga. <laughs> the wapa wapa wapa. Which never the gets camera. Used. Uh, yeah, it does in the hot air balloon. Those cameras that he's yeah, got rigged camera, up to the hot air balloon. Yeah, which he uses to photograph one of the Q's assistants. Breasts. Oh mm. yeah, God! I remember that moment. I remember that moment of being a bit like, Ooh, <laughs> I can't is... believe it was like zoom in, zoom in, zoom in yeah. on boobs. Yeah, it was it, like they went there. Yeah, they, they did. There. It's cartoon. It's, it's like cartoon. something out of the mask. Yeah, or like yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, B movie. It feels like a B movie. Yeah, like it does feel yeah. Like a B-movie. I'd, I'd expect it from Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> turns out it was already in the Bond in films. Bond. <laughs> Uh, there was a standout gadget. What was it? Mm-hmm. Was it the listening device? Well, I already mentioned that. No, you already mentioned that. Yeah, but when I mention it, it's more important. Oh, oh true. Well, the listening device is yeah, important. Thank you. Um, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think that's it. I, I mean, apart from the gadgets we saw in Cuba. What about the crocodile that he rides? Oh, the croc- ridiculous. That's Can't a gadget. Get- that's ridiculous. <sighs> I hated that. Why not just wear a nice, like, Navy SEALs outfit? You know what I mean? Just like some he's black, a naval, a he's black a naval scoops. Commander. He's like scuba Why in. Why a fake just alligator? Camouflage. Also, explain to me, was that a real alligator that, that killed, that the, killed yeah. the other fella and then yeah. Bond managed to get away and yeah. get in his fake own one? little fake one? I don't mm-hmm. know. Because the way it's put together makes it seem like Bond in the alligator Suit. thing attacked and yeah, killed and ate this man yeah mm. is bond a cannibal i'm asking a question <laughs> is bond a cannibal uh yeah uh, I don't know. inconclusive that's one of many inconclusive. questions inconclusive. we have inconclusive fact check memorable stunts oh, i would 20. say well, there I'm are into. quite How a few many do you that want? would be the category that i think this film ticks off the most yep, yep. absolutely train fight great um the chase through the woods with the mishka and grishka yeah Stunning. Stand uh, the plane. Stand. The in the, plane in the, the opening end. sequence. Oh, the acrostar at the opening. Acrostar through the through the hangar. <laughs> yep. Great. Yeah. Foreground miniature there. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's an incredible 
Uh, you should watch the um, the behind the scenes DVD mm. um, on the DVD. Sorry, um, there's uh, this great thing because it's kind of like it's the perfect storm of filmmaking because they do so much of it for real. Then other bits are miniatures, foreground miniatures. Mm. Like it's just real explosions, and it's all cut together. It's seamless. Mm. Yeah. You can't tell what's what. It's just brilliant. Yeah. I, I think that that is a standout. Yeah, standout sequence in the um, in the franchise. Actually, so exciting. Yeah, the final the final plane stunt. With that was pretty good. There was actually a stunt performer on the roof of that plane. Yeah, flying mm. at however high, maybe Tom what, Cruise eat your heart out. 15,000 feet. Mm. I don't know. Well, that's the skydiving height. Oh yeah, they usually fly at. Mm. Yeah, and they have they would have to fight at that height I guess if the stunt performance they both had shoots on yeah we saw that yeah yeah hard to hide hard to hide train was great really really well edited train sequence he got some great shots oh yeah beautiful stuff John I thought he covered it well Mm. Um, how was the fighting was the fighting hand to hand combat I can't nothing really stands out Roger had one good scene was it was it campy Well, it doesn't say much that we don't really remember it. No. I don't really remember any kind of actual hand-to-hand combat fights. You know, there's, there's no well, elevator there's fight. From after the yo-yo buzzsaw. The, the yo-yo buzzsaw is the biggest one. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's not too bad. Yeah, good. When the, with the face hugger blue ring octopus. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 the alien. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story, actually, about the guy that um, did the yo-yo buzzsaw. He broke his arm just before filming and they were going to have to get a new guy in they were going to fire him and he said no 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 i want to do this i have to do this and in that hand-to-hand combat with bond he has a cast on really yeah did you see it yeah you can see it in at least one shot i noticed it in one shot wow when he puts his arm up like he's kind of doing a what's that called though when you come from up over the top it's like a hammer punch or something like that right. I don't know what it's called but he comes from Falcon over the top <laughs> yeah he's coming in high and uh, Bond blocks him away and you can see the cast but it's like coloured the same as his skin to right. try and hide, hide it in it. The, um, the flurry of the edit you had a story about an accident that happened on the yes, train yes on the train um, Martin Grace who was um, Roger Moore's stunt double right in I think all of Roger Moore's films, or at least most of them, um, he was hanging on the side of the train. You know that bit where he's kind of going from carriage to carriage and he sees Octopussy and... Yep, um, getting Kamal a massage. Shoots, yeah, and his Kamal feet shoots. are kind of getting scraped along yes. the ground there. Yep. So when they shot that, they thought they had more track than they actually did before a huge set of bollards started coming down. Oh, very close to the side of the train. Very close to the side of the train. They would miss the train, but anything hanging off the side of it would get hit. Oh my god! And they didn't get the um, they they can't. He lost his footing or something like that, and was hanging on the side of the train, and he was whacked (gasps) in the side of his uh, uh, by one of the bollards, and somehow he with every last fibre of his body, with one hand held on to the side of this speeding train, and he had broken nearly every bone in his body that had come into contact with that bollard. Oh, my God. Um, 
and they they I think they stopped the train and he they got him down. He was in hospital for a very very long time. I think it was months, months and months of hospital, and apparently Roger Moore would visit him every couple of days, like every other day, and mm. bring him new flowers, sit down by his side, talk with him. Mm. So just a great story about, you know, Roger, Roger. Moore as well and mm. just how much of a gentleman he was in real life, how mm. much he cared for for these, you know, his fellow, you know, um, company. Yeah. He's lucky he hung on. He's he very lucky. Go, he would, well, probably would have went underneath the train. I think he says that in one of the behind-the-scenes featurettes. I think he says that if he hadn't held on... Uh, he would be dead. Oh, God. I think just the force of falling off that train... At that speed. At that speed would be enough to... Uh, Especially if you've got a body full of broken bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm sure some <laughs> kind of damage to his, yeah, to his organs. Mm. Crazy. Mm. Crazy bloody story. And this is the cost that that comes with doing it for real. I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the on the show here about... How that's such a big part. We want part. to see stunt oh, we, people we die. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we we want it. Yeah, I mean, we've got cameramen losing feet. We've got actresses nearly drowning in pools. We've got stuntmen falling off. That's right. Trains. But doesn't it look so much better than CGI? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is. It is. What is it's, the cost? It's the high risk. Human life. It's a high <laughs> risk, but it's also high reward. And yes, the cost is human life. Um, yeah, well, it, those those kinds of major accidents don't really happen as much anymore, though, because they work to a much safer schedule. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think these, back in the day, particularly around this time... Do it still happen, though? It does still happen. Uh, it does still yeah. happen, well, but, but it used to happen a hell of a lot yeah, more yeah. because producers weren't really held um, to account mm. as much. Yeah. And it was kind of like... Yes, uh, don't, accountability changed everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, we've got a schedule to keep. You get the shot done. Yeah. Well, it's not ready. Well, then I'll get someone who can do it. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it now then. And that's how those accidents, those accidents happen. would happen. Yeah. So, you know, thank God for, you know, whichever governing body yeah, <laughs> brought in these regulations. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the stunts are the highlight. They they are. The stunts are the highlight. Day. Yeah. Yep. That's they're the moments that I sat up and started paying attention yeah. again. And they're the moments I remembered from this film. Mm. But alas and alack. Uh, we move on to our villains. Who would you say is the main villain of this uh, piece? Old Pete. Um Act your pants on and off. No, no. Kamar Khan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he I think he's our main villain. Yeah. He's the last one to die. Do we like him? I find him very charming, but actually watching him this time... I thought uh, he was not very good. I was, thought he was not very good as well. Mm-hmm. Louis Jordan, yeah. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's he, a mad character. He is. I didn't think he was a very good actor. I didn't, no? I didn't feel his uh, presence. Yeah, okay. No, might have he just, just me. I, thought he, I think he's a good actor. I just think he was a bit comic booky mm. for me. I was a bit like, yeah, you feel safe. You don't mm. feel... I never felt danger from him yeah I was never scared of him I felt like he was unstable Mm -hmm. I don't know I just never saw him do anything that made me go oh yeah bad bad fella I don't know it all felt a little like even when he's hunting that's the closest it gets to him being a a convincing villain but but it's so it's so ridiculous when 
Bond does Tarzan yells. Pulls you out of it. Tells a tiger to sit and mm-hmm. tells a snake to hiss off. Yeah. Like, those, all those things happen within yeah. a scene where Bond is being hunted by people. Yeah, people with guns with, trying to kill him. Yes, who would be experienced hunters. I mean, he even pops out of a bag going, ooh. <laughs> and that, for some reason, scares two fully grown men. Like, yeah. oh, come on. Yeah. It diminishes the stakes and you don't believe the risk anymore, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. kind of go, that's why we don't buy the villain as a convincing villain because yeah. we don't believe Bond's in any real danger. Mm. At all. You know, even though Roger has a few kind of cold-blooded kills in this in this yes, movie, he, which he, is a little bit uncharacteristic of his, uh, apparently. Uh, am I fair I in saying say that? I would say so, yeah, yeah. He's usually... There were early examples of him kind of shooting to maim or shooting to distract as opposed to shooting directly to kill. Certainly less gruesome than Dalton. Yeah, well, he cops a fella between the eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. Ooh. But, you know, aside from those, for me, I didn't really feel like James was in any real kind of risk or danger of losing his life. Even when he is, you know, sword fighting or, you know, got a gun held to him, it's sort of like because of this cartoon element of mm. like... Yeah. He, no one can really die because it's it's a land of make believe. Yeah. yeah, you don't really yeah, buy into the stakes. Films have to make you forget that. Yeah, you know the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, right. Like, I've got to be able to go with you and, and believe in the realities of this world. And mm. I think the realities of this world were in conflict. They were because there was no strict reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No strict it kept kind of moving. The reality around. is James Bond, nineteen eighty three. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think that was one thing that really diminished our villains. I think the fact that... Do you think that's true of General Orlov? Um, He's... Acupants off and off. Acupants off and off. Jeez. Um, he was awful. Yeah, he's not good. He's not good. The theatricality wasn't good. I mean, you talk about theatricality with Urumov. Yes, yes. The hand on the hip oh, and the pointed gun better. and things like that. You know, yeah. that's theatricality. So, you know, there's a performance to that. Yeah. But he's a, he's menacing. He's yeah. got a gravitas to I believe everything that's going on behind his eyes. Whereas mm. with Burkhoff's Russian general, it's You've like, just heard someone say I'm action. going to be telling you everything about this and that and we're gonna get it and we're gonna take over the world. Ah <laughs> you know, it's like turn it down, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't You don't think I don't think he believes it. I there's a real sense when I watch him of him going Ah, oh, but it's a Bond film, so who cares? I'm just playing a villain, so mm. I can just do whatever I want. The stakes don't really matter. Which is a shame, too, because that moment when he kind of, like, rushes the train oh, in yeah. between the border of, you know, East and West Berlin, mm. that's a fantastic moment. Mm. And when, you know, Gogol kind of kicks him over and is like, you're nothing but a common thief. Mm. That's a great interchange where he's like, oh, that may be, but tomorrow I will be a hero of this Soviet Union. And then he dies, he dies because he dies believing that what he's done is is the best thing for the United, you know, the USSR. Yeah. Why was he running after the train? I think to stop Bond. Yes, he was in his car chasing the train that he knew Bond was on. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get there to stop him. I think interfering. <laughs> I mean, look, he's he's probably he, he the... could have got through that border fairly easily as a Russian general though I Surely. would have thought rather than the, but oh, well, hubris I suppose yeah I guess I mean he's ultimately the big bad right he's meant to be 
I think Kamal Khan is meant to be the big bad. But you mean the orchestrator? But he's he. It's no, because I think of all, Khan is, it's him, right? I think Khan, Khan is because he's Khan's kind of playing, playing them all off, playing both, mm. both sides. He's the he's the grand villain in the sense of the most dangerous plot. You know, yes, he's yes. got the he's got the highest level of impact if he succeeds. But I don't think in the movie itself he's the. Mm. Without Khan, he doesn't get that bomb into Octopussy's mm. Circus and. And Khan takes off with the money and the jewels, and yeah, right. He's not too worried or fussed when when Orlov dies. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like if Khan had died before Orlov, there would be a little bit of like, oh fuck, what are we, we still now? good here? Because I don't have an in with this octopusy chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gobinda. Gobinda. Um, Gobinda. Yeah. I mean, uh, simple- Indian odd job is how I refer <laughs> yeah. to him because he does the exact same oh, thing yeah. that odd job does with the. The golf ball. Yes. Yes. Crushes the dice. Crushes the dice. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I did notice that, and I was like, oh, that's been done. That's been done with this by you. Yeah. Like, why redo that? Mm. He doesn't really have a thing either, does he? Apart from a crazy good judo chop. (laughs) Bond also. Everyone's got that. Everyone's got a good judo judo chop. Everyone can do the judo chop. One hit wonder. Yeah. Hit him in the right in the middle of the shoulder blades and knock him out. He's quite intimidating. Yeah, he yes. certainly had strength. Yeah. I believe him. I think he's scarier than Odd Job is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Odd Job's lower tier for me. Yeah. After seeing yeah. Goldfinger. Remember you saying that. Mm-hmm. I guess the only other villains would be Mishka and Grishka. They're pretty cool. I've got to say that you pointed it out to me and said, You're going to love this at the start with the oh, clown. Yeah. Oh my God, I loved it. Yeah. Wowee. I'd really watch that, film. just that scene for two hours. Yeah. That great <laughs> moment of, is it 009 dressed as the clown, yes. sort of running towards the camera in the foreground, and then, then one, one of the twins running, running through the clearing in the back yeah. and then yeah. spotting them in the... pops in the... Oh, oh, yeah. It was really cool. It's terrifying. Mm. It is nightmarish, isn't mm. it? And that's... <sighs> when you've already set them up... Use them. Use them. Mm. Yeah. That's why the India stuff really... I go, oh, this is a different film. Mm. This is a really different film to all the stuff that's happening in East West Germany. Mm. That stuff There's I find really interesting. There are the, they're two distinct films. Yeah, and mm. and the India one is a boring film because nothing happens in India that progresses mm. the plot. No, he already knows that Octopussy is a smuggler. He already knows that Kamal Khan is um, creating forgeries. Yes. So what does he learn? What what is there to be gained in that India segment apart from him sleeping with Octopussy, yeah. which I well, find he learns about super the circus through Octopussy. Oh, does he? Yeah, he she's yeah. the one that says, "Oh, I'm mm. I've gone into circuses now." Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, okay, so but it doesn't need forty minutes, fifty minutes of yeah. India, yeah, <laughs> for for that. Yeah, could that not have happened in East or Western Germany? Because he so. follows he follows him to India because of the egg, right? Yes. Yeah. So, right. He's not really. When does he learn about octopusy? Does he learn that? What's his name? Kamal Khan. Kamal Khan. That's not a, good that you can't remember his name. Has a that's, I can't remember most of these characters' names in this film. Yeah, that's not a good sign. That is not a good sign. Mm. Our Bond women. Tell you what. Yeah. I can't remember her name. No. Blondie. Blondie. Sari. No, neither can I. Hmm. Julie? Julia? Juliet? No, you're Holy right. moly. Oh, wow. We can't remember. We just watched this. Yeah. 
That's the thing. I don't know whether... Yeah. Is it some vaginal pun? No, it's not. <laughs> That's the thing. They don't even do do puns with these names. I yeah. mean, octopusy is about as good as it gets. Mm. And that's not very good. It's not very good. Yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, blonde girl? Yeah, Blondie and the Sari. Um, she was okay. Oh, that, yeah. They're, they're, it's literally <laughs> all we can say it's, about that's it, That's the weird it? thing. Mm. And my mind is going back to License to Kill. Yeah. You know, and going, all right, at least I had something to say or we could have a discussion about those two women. Even though... You might have concluded, Brandon, that you felt the performance was lacking. Hmm. I don't know whether I'd put these two above those two. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. Definitely well, wouldn't. I'd put her above, put them above the, the one that uh, can't act. Lupe? Lupe. Lupe. But no, I put Lupe. Lupe's she's more memorable. She's a better character. Yeah, she's mm. more memorable. I thought, I thought... Her first hour in License to Kill mm. is solid enough. These two don't have a solid moment. Mm, no. I, I feel like these two are more more eye candy and more objects for Bond than anything else. Uh, you know? I, yeah, I mean... I just found them really passive. They are. They, they are, are really sort of passive. Con- contributing too much. I mean, Blondie's a fighter. You know, you see her there I like when she when she ties a sari around the hotel flips and flips off the flips yeah, her back. That's a cool moment. It's a cool moment. But that's not a character moment. No, not Well, at all. it sort of is, but not really. But um, it also doesn't really come back in any way, shape, or form. No, I don't think it does. No. no. <laughs> oh no. Um, oh, we've got to we've got to have something to say I think, about this. I surely. Think, yeah, I think you know we haven't gotten it to it yet. Yeah. But the grand finale yeah. puts a really bad flavour in your in your mouth. Yes, it does. Especially in relation to the to the two women in the film because they're both there. Yeah, they are. You know, it seems like it's meant to be a really empowering, cool, strong moment for them. Like, oh, look at them kick ass! Yeah. But it's so dull and mm. kind of like it's just so silly. And silly. That's like, the silly. Main thing. These men dumb. have machine guns. Yeah, and you're running around looking like the Incredibles. It's, yes, yes. Um, as soon know, as pole vaulting them. over things and using elephants to, you know, catapult it's, you over the. How did you I was so like, angry at that ending. How did they just... get the elephants up there without anyone noticing? Yeah, you've got two massive Asian elephants. What's going on? So dumb. Uh, it felt like a sort of combustion of the film. You, oh. know, you know what I mean? It felt yeah. like it just went up in flames in that scene. Whereas like everything, all the fuel that's been laid down, all this fucking yeah. fire starter... Finally, a spark landed on it. It's like, all this shit led to this awful, awful, awful scene. Which is a shame, too, because if the film ends in Around Octopussy's Circus, I think you've got a fairly interesting ending. It's a decent ending. You know, Kamal gets away. Why on earth? I mean, who cares? Like, that's kind of interesting if a Bond villain gets gets away with it, because the only thing he's gotten away with is money. Yeah. Like... So it's not the worst thing in the world. It'd be kind of cool to see a Bond villain get away with it in the end. Mm. Yeah. But no, we have to wrap it up. We have to go and do weird circus shit at a, you know. Who were they trying to take down there? Kam- Kamal. Kamal. Yeah, Kamal. Because Octopussy wants revenge on the fact that she's been betrayed. So she gets but, a circus group. But we don't even get a good scene there to kind of show how, like, 
You know, that could be a great moment of dialogue. Like a really great meaty scene between well, the two. Well, it could have done so- a lot for her character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually reveal something yeah. for us to invest in that's and care I, about. That's why I say, you know, it's like this is... You look at that scene, you go, what would these women serve no purpose? Yeah. Their characters weren't rewarded. They weren't, you know, there's no learning here. No, no, oh, no, no, but they're fighting. See, they're fighting. So Look what? at them do... Exactly. Yeah. Gosh. That uh, the the actress who plays Octopussy. Yes, her name is Maud Adams, mm-hmm. and uh, funnily enough, the two Roger Moore films that you and I drew from the hat were The Man with the Golden Gun and yes. Octopussy. Yes, in The Man with the Golden Gun, Maud Adams is the secondary Bond girl. Is she? In no that way. Film she plays a completely different character. Ah, oh, they've done it again. So they've done it again, <laughs> um, and I think she's way more interesting in The Man with the Golden Gun. Which is super controversial, I know. I know that's super controversial, so don't at me. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not not saying that the way her character is treated in The Man with the Golden Gun is, um, you know, respectful or or anything like that. I'm not condoning that behaviour. But she's at least a character Mm. in The Man with the Golden Gun. I don't get anything from her in this, which is such a shame. Even initially, you get nothing? Initially? Oh, when she's teased as this shadowy figure feeding, uh, you know, her blue ring octopus. Yeah, great. Mm. But then that's immediately undercut when, as soon as Bond meets her. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you rate her? You seem to <sighs> have a slightly softer spot for her than I do. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I've got... Oh, sorry. No. No, no, no. No, 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 please. Um... I mean, not that I've got too much to say, but I really loved how she was introduced in the first time, mm. you know, with the with the octopus, and, and you know, there's a great deal of mystery there, and I was excited. <gasps> there's another big bad. Who's this? There's another layer to this story. But you're right. As mm. soon as, what's his name? Kamal Khan comes in, and it's like, oh, Bond's escaped, or she's like, no, 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 oh, let me take care of him. Oh, here's, here's a new guest, and he turns around, and it's sort of all just fizzles out oh it's so anticlimactic there's meant to be like great tension there and it just feels like a couple of old people down at a retirement home you know what I really hate in the Bond films one of my pet peeves when Bond arrives and meets a villain and then the villain insists that you should get some rest and we'll meet tomorrow and discuss like, do it now. Yeah. Let's yeah. just get through. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your yeah. guest. Yeah. We don't have a bedtime. <laughs> There's no bedtime. A lot's happened. Go and get a good sleep. I'll talk to you about it in the morning. No, 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 no. You might slit my throat in yeah. the night. I don't know who you are, buddy. <laughs> Sitting at the dinner table eating your sheep's eye. I think I had more goodwill for the blonde lady. Yep. I hate calling her the blonde. What's her name? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it's it up. Terrible. But that's crazy that we cannot remember. Because her these characters aren't memorable. They're, there's nothing yeah. about them that gets burnt into our brains for us to care about them. Yeah, she's pretty. Didn't really have a life going on beyond no. the screen. Magda. Magda. Her name is Magda. Her she's, name is Magda. She's played by Christina Wayborn. Magda. Is Magda. that mentioned at any point? Yeah, I the think film? it is. As soon as when I saw that name, I was like, oh yeah, I vaguely remember someone saying Magda. Vaguely. <laughs> right. I don't. <laughs> but that's not saying much. I thought the best Bond girl 
in the piece was yep. actually the one in our pre-title sequence. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. She was she, cool. yeah. She was very interesting. I wanted to know more about her that. history and you know how she's involved. And, yeah, uh, very capable, very you know interesting. But these was just no there was luck. no. They didn't keep the lid on the pot. You know? No, there because one of the no first pressure things, cooking up in yeah, this thing. It was yeah. just mm. letting the steam out. Because one, yeah, one of the first things you said, Brandon, was, "Oh, I love it when there's a mystery." Yeah, there's a mystery yeah. and it seems like they only hold on to that for about 20 minutes yeah, yeah. and then the and mystery then like, goes oh, fuck it who cares because mm. that's what's so good one of the best things about that auction scene is like oh, property of a lady who is that who's that guy who's bidding all the time yes, why yes. does he want it so bad like mm. and then sort of after that we get that mysterious oh there's another there's another big bad here and she's feeding the fish and all that kind of stuff and you're there's still that level of mystery, but once you get to that moment, it sort of all unravels. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Uh, MI6 regulars. Uh, this is the first time that we see Robert Brown right. as um, as M. I liked Money Penny's little scene. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the best moments, mm. best bit of acting from uh, from Roger Moore too. Yeah, they have really oh, good chemistry. It's great chemistry, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it's such a great relationship those two have on screen. I thought Bernard Lee was the grumpy old man. Mr. Brown. Oh, way is grumpier. A, is a way grumpier M. And to be honest, I'd much prefer to see Bernard. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's my general It's sad, kind of isn't feeling. it? Yeah. I also find it strange that they have Freddie Gray, the Minister of Defence. Um, Just chiming in there. There. When he's, it's like, he's that could much, be M. Yeah. Like, why do we need two people second here? Second character. Taking Strange. these lines away from M. Mm. It doesn't serve anything to the plot. Because he's the guy that he takes to the auction, is that right? Or no, no the guy he, he takes to the auction is an art expert. He's an art expert. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, f- yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Why didn't they keep the... Or maybe they did. Uh, Money Penny's intern Penelope Smallbone yeah do they have Penelope what Smallbone oh did you not catch that no I didn't catch that that. yeah Penelope Smallbone (laughs) and after her father perhaps Um, (laughs) does she become the new money penny no she doesn't no she's not in a beautiful they don't do anything with it they must have set that up thinking because this was meant to be Roger's last one right this was meant to be his last one. They were going to get someone in for the next one, but they, they, I, I think they ran out of time. Um, and well, they, they just, wanted to move into the next film. Yeah, and quick. they just went, oh, look, it's going to be too much to Recast. to to redo this. Let's let's just get Rog back for another one. Because um, I think Sam Neill was up for it around this time. He wasn't offered it. I'm fairly sure he wasn't offered it. But even around this time, they were flirting with the idea of of Timmy or or Pierce. Right. Because um, because Pierce was quite big in Remington Steel around this time, I think, or just after this. But this was gonna be his his last one. I think there's even interviews of Roger saying, "This is it. This this will probably be my last one. I'm getting on and blah 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 blah." Because I mean, what? This is his sixth film. Mm. Like wow. that's as many as Connery did. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, Q is great in this. 
Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's great. Uh, he's really... I love how pissed off he is in that cue scene. Mm. Because I'm pissed off in that cue scene. <laughs> he is good. I preferred him in License to Kill. Yeah, I did say in the preconceived notions that this was how you do cue in cue the field the properly. Field. I was wrong. I'm a dirty devil. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, License to Kill, as much as I don't like him being in the field... That's how you do cue in the field. It works better. Yeah. yeah. It works better. Him in this... Why is he flying that hot air balloon? That looks... That... Oh, my God. Him and Roger Moore in that hot air balloon coming down together, I'm like... Oh my god, look at those two senior citizens <laughs> riding in their old transportation device. While below them, a whole bunch of nubile fucking acrobats <laughs> are having at it. It's just. <laughs> it feels like a carry on. <laughs> It's a joke. It's a, it's a fucking joke. joke. It's a fucking joke. It's a joke. Oh, oh. It's not a Bond film. It's not. And the the crazy thing is, is that the film that came just in front of this. Yep. Is my favourite Roger Moore. For your eyes. For your eyes only. And it is a serious look at Roger Moore as Bond. Crazy. Same Bond. Same How many director. Between two. What what happens is it in John? these rooms? Is it, is it yeah, John, John Glenn, Glenn directed that. Yep. What happens in these damn rooms? They're too they're, Cubby, if you're listening from the grave <laughs> you, <laughs> from You're above. too influenced by what's going on around you. Focus on Bond. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. I it yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm I want to defend this. There's a part of me that's going, Brandon. Stand up for yourself. What are you doing? Stand up for this wonderful man and this wonderful franchise. But I can't. And it's not that this is the worst Bond film. No. Oh, far from it. But I'd watch Diamonds Are Forever before I watch this again. I don't know. And now I have to. If I agree with you on that one, really? Mm, I I think I'd watch this over Diamonds. Oh, okay. That's I, the kicker. Isn't would, you, it? would you watch Die Another Day before you watch this? Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I at least can hate watch Die Another Day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> true. This has that element of like. <sighs> That's the dangerous thing, isn't it? We don't have anything to say about it because no. we're indifferent. I'm indifferent and I was bored. I was just bored. It's tough. It's a meh. Bond film. It's meh. It's our first meh. Is it our first? Yeah, yeah. It's the first of the ones where I was... I mean, Goldfinger, we were a little bit like, but we could at least go, look, I can see what this is and blah, blah, blah. And we could engage with it. Mm. I don't feel like I can engage with anything in Octopussy because I don't think there's anything underneath it. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a walk in the park. It is. A very expensive TV Bond. I think you're right. It is a bit TV Bond, isn't mm. it? Aside from a few kick-ass stunts. Yeah. Yeah, and John Glenn trying his goddamn best to elevate some of those sequences. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard people defend this and say, it is a love story Bond movie. No, it's not. I don't believe that at no. all. No. No. There's no love story If in it was this. a love story, it would be foregrounded and you wouldn't have to work for it. 
Yeah. To find it. Yeah. yeah. It's not a love story. I'm sorry. There'd be tension between the bloody characters. That's if a there long was a bow to draw. I don't think bow. there's a love story in this at all. Living Daylights is a love story. Honor Majesty's is a love story. Mm-hmm. This isn't. Nah. Ba bow. That's what I say. Ba. <laughs> Ba-ba. Survey says, <laughs> <Ba-ba>. <laughs> Arruga. Arruga. Um, uh, I'll stop. Do we have? Do we have a day player of the week? Ooh. I'm gonna say my day player of the week is the woman who shoves a Frankfurt into Bart's face. <laughs> the German, the people that pick him up when he's hitchhiking. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not her. God. It's not her. I think it's the telephone box lady for me. Oh, yeah. There's not really one in this. Das mein Auto. Das mein Auto. That's that's it. Boss. There really isn't in there. No. Do you have one? Can you think of anyone? Think of, no, I can't really think of anyone. No one in India? I think of a day player that I didn't like, that cab driver. Oh, God. I don't know what he says, but it rubbed me the wrong yeah. way. Thank oh, when he turns oh, around. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Something like that. Thank God he's out of focus in that shot. <laughs> yeah, poor old day player. So we don't have a day player in no, the week. I can't really think of anyone. Yeah, I'm I'm at a stretch saying maybe that the it's, elephant. That it's... Actually, the baby tiger. Oh yeah, the tiger cub. They come out. It's unethical, but geez, it's cute. <laughs> oh no, I know who my day player of the week is. Uh, the silver surfer. Oh, the cannonball yeah, guy. The cannonball, cannonball guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, he's my silver surfer. Uh, <laughs> he's your silver surfer. <laughs> silver surfer. He's my day player of the week. Would Would 009 be a day player? No. Yeah, actually, he's, he'd be mine. He was great. Oh, maybe he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Let's Let's count him. Give it a 009. Mm. I usually think my day players don't service the plot, though. No. In term, it's like, who's the best I extra? don't think he is a day player. Also, I reckon he might have been needed across two days. Ooh, true, true. Mm. True, 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 true. Maybe. Um, outfit? Best? Best. First one we see him in. The one oh, that he turns yes. inside out. Or he yeah, starts off as a, as a tweed blazer or something like yes. that, and then he folds it out and it's a uniform. military jacket. Mmm. I love that. the old fold-out jacket. Ooh. Can't get enough of that. Perfect. Mm. It was great. Classy and practical. Great spy shit in disguise. Yeah. It was great. And he looked really good in the uniform, too. He very much did. Even with the tash. Even with the tash. Even with the tash. Roger worst thought, right? The tash. Uh, worst I didn't really feel much for his tan suit. Oh, yeah. When he's walking through the... Um, the hotel lobby yeah, pool it area. wasn't the it. one when he first arrives in India in yeah I thought it wasn't very flattering and made him look a little old right a little old man suit yeah. to me but you know maybe it's there was an outfit for me that um, made him look like Robin Hood no no it made him look like a um, a gorilla <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess the, that counts. The, the gorilla suit. Yeah, I guess well, that counts. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's, that's going to be. A, count that as an outfit. Bin it mm. and burn it. It'd be in some collection somewhere. I reckon somebody's burn got it. it. You burn wouldn't it. want to own that? No. Where is it? No. Someone said it. to you, Happy birthday. Look, in this case, mm-hmm. I have the suit mm-hmm. that Roger Moore wore mm-hmm. in Octopus. Not the gorilla suit. The suit that Roger Moore wore in Octopussy. You would take what's in the briefcase, right? If they said suit, yeah. You and then if I opened it up, up and it's free, I got it for free. Yeah. 
Uh, I open it up. I see it's a gorilla suit. Um, I get a, a, a can of Zippo fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pour it over. And, um, and I say, you ruined my childhood. And I throw a match in there. <laughs> that's, that's what I do with that. Is this the Jar Jar of the Bond franchise? Ooh, no, Die Another no. Day is the Jar Jar of the fucking Robocop in... <laughs> oh, man, Die the Robo day. suit. Yeah. yeah. What's, your, what's your least favourite? My least favourite... Look, I'll be honest, I don't care too much for the clown outfit... Mm. I don't care too much for um, the um, magenta slash maroon oh, the, the Mishka, puffy, Grishka, the Mishka Grishka outfit. Yeah. Um, on him, on Mishka and Grishka. On, on Mishka and Grishka, it's fine, but on Bond, I don't yeah. really get it. Mm. Well, he was wearing it to... Uh... Yeah, I know it's a disguise, mm. but... Silly. <laughs> What's your? Is that your least favorite, Mishka and Grishka, or clown? No, clown's my least favorite. Yeah, clown Bond. Come on. I think by that point in the film, I've given up so so much that I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. You can wear a clown suit now. <laughs> Do what you gorilla. want. Do what you want. <laughs> Do what you want. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Debbie Downer. Yeah, you are. <laughs> on this one. Um, the one of the redeeming features I can say for this, which I say nearly every week, is John Barry's score. Yeah, it was John. brilliant. Yeah, he's a classy man. Yeah, he's fantastic. Good score in there. Ooh, mamma mia, that's a tasty score. <laughs> 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 Jeez, we're pulling at straws for this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Look, as for the technical aspect, I don't think there's too much we can. It's another John Glenn. Uh, again, as you said, Compliment. does a lot to elevate the sequences. Get yeah. some birds in there. Get some. Yeah, there's a couple of pigeons. Birds. There's a few pigeons, a few John yeah. Glenn pigeons. Quite a few pigeons. There's actually, I think he might have been going a bit too hard I think on the he pigeons. Might, I think he might have pulled a, pulled a pigeon muscle, actually, at one <laughs> look, point. There's so many pigeons. I did remark that the tennis idea. Mm. Oh yes, I said that looks like something John Glenn came up with on the day. Yes, yes. Um, I think there's a lot of that in this. I don't, I'm not saying I'm not casting any aspersions no, no, no. his yeah. way, but he seems that he went overboard with his own little flourishes. I wonder how much of that though would have been the, the pressure the of, of Cubby Broccoli being like, make it a funny one, huh? There. Yeah, you reckon? I wonder yeah, how much of it was because, in the script because. Uh, for your eyes only, the big criticism that for your eyes only gets is the same criticism that the Dalton films get in that they go, oh, but they're humorless. Mm. It was so humorless. Oh, yeah. Where's the fun? And this feels like a There's bit of a course need to stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's feels still like... humor in them, and there's still humor yeah. in the Craig films, and yeah. there's still humor in Dalton films. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want humor or do you want laughs? Yeah, you want laughs and gaffs. You want laughs and gaffs. <laughs> spoofs and goofs. <laughs> couple of spoofs, couple of goofs. Uh, come on. Uh, we should rate this film. Mm. Did we talk about the title suit? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, we did. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rating, let's go Mr. Shakespeare. Right. Sound of the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, aside from some really kick-ass stunt work, 
Yeah. Especially that last plane sequence. I mean, whoever that man is that was riding the back... Whoever those two fellas are that get up there, they've got some serious balls. That's crazy. Um, I think it might have been Martin Grace. Wow. The opening sequence, the pre-title sequence, Mm -hmm. loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I thought Roger did a decent job, you know. He made me chuckle. He had class. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. There were good moments there. Ah, look, I think this wacky old story let him down. <laughs> this bizarro world between somewhere between India and the circus, uh, <laughs> and and Soviet Russia, things got a little bit kooky. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. For me, the big question is: Would I watch this? before I would watch Diamonds. Yeah. Because my big dilemma is that I think I overrated Diamonds. So now I'm stitched up. Yeah, you gave it a six. I did give Diamonds a six, which means that it shook me. No, it stirred you. No, it shook you. Yes, Yes, correct. Yes. Yes. And look, I'll probably be honest with you, I think the first hour and a half of Diamonds did shake me. Mm. I think a couple of stunts in the pre-title sequence shook me, but the rest kind of stirred me. Oh dear. Oh, so, Rudgy. Oh, poor Rudgy. I'm going to have to go a stirred five. Mm. Yeah, stirred five. Okay. Middle of the road. Yeah. A bit meh. bit meh. Mm. Mr. Deck? Yeah. Look, I think my sentiments are very similar to yours. Um, Great pre-title. Solid Rog. Um, Let down by silliness. Mm -hmm. Poor decisions. Oh, yeah. Boringness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, yeah, I'm definitely not shaken. I'm, I'm, I'm firmly stirred. Mm. Um, there's enough good in this to get me a stirred five, I think. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I'm a stirred five as All well. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. just enough just enough goodwill to kind of keep it from those real lower-end mm. yeah, yeah, numbers. Yeah. What about you? I don't think there is for me. <gasps> I don't think there is. He has fallen so far. I think this film commits the biggest sin of being boring. Yeah. Um, Never should a Bond film appear in the same sentence as boring. boring. Yeah. It's not even like, it's not even campy enough that I go, ah, what a great weird film. Yeah. It's just like, it's like half-assed in its silliness. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it doesn't feel like it embraces any of the silliness. And for me, that's a big letdown. I loved... I, I, I Like, moments in Diamonds Are Forever that are just ridiculous. I'm like, well, they at least, like, they go for it. Like, Blofeld in drag. They did that. <laughs> Whereas this feels a bit like, well, uh, let's put a Tarzan yell in post. Oh. Uh, let's try and get a, another gag in here. It's overstuffed and undercooked. Yep. I would say. It's got this weird thing where usually it's... We say about the Bond films, oh, the first hour was good, but the second hour sucked. This one's like, 
oh, the first 20 minutes are really good, and then the middle sucks, and then there's 10 minutes that's really good, and then the final 10 minutes are suck. <laughs> it's, it's a stirred four for me. Mm. It's a stirred four for me, and it's mm. going to be a long time until oh, I put this I'm in. Sorry. I look, I'm in sorry, I'm sorry, mate. I'm yeah, sorry that that's a big that hit to you, I feel, you. It so is. much. It, it's a big hit. Yeah, it's a big you hit. You had really high hopes. You were very excited. I just wanted a rush. It's a big hit because it wasn't a big hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, well, time to grab the hat. Well, <laughs> let's rip it. A bit of excitement. Yeah, also, because, uh, you know, tomorrow never dies. Oh. And that one's still in Careful what you wish yeah. for. <laughs> is that a silly one too, is it? Uh, yeah, I would say it's pretty silly. I don't know if I like this silly bond. I don't know. Yeah, starting to get a bit You're cold. a bit serious, Darby. I am a bit. You're a bit serious. I like jokes. All right, someone hold the hat up for me, please. I'm the final one to draw a name out of the hat for Bond film number 12. 12. Wow. 0012. Uh, we're getting into the sticks now. Oh, yeah. In the order in which we withdrew, Mr. Spear. Did I withdraw first? I actually did. Oh, did you? But you know, I want you to go first. Oh, do you now? I do. Well, if you go with me, folks, we're going to be watching another Rodge. Now, I have confused this before, but it's definitely a Rodge. (laughs) (laughs) It's The Spy Who Loved Me. That's a Sean Connery. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a Rodge. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) All right, all right, well... I too have a bit of Rog. Mm-hmm. If you choose to, you could get with that, or yeah. you could get with this, uh, which is the man with the golden. Oh, oh naughty, naughty! Well, I had that one last time. Uh, yeah, but it's mine now. Beyond a shadow yes. of a doubt, we'll be watching Roger Moore. Oh, redemption! We'll be watching my favourite Roger Moore. Well, we don't if know you that with yet. Me. Oh, right. For your eyes only. Oh, so, I've got to say, I love the logo. It's serious. Yes. For your eyes only. Well, for your eyes only is a bit serious. <laughs> uh, who would like to call the first number, Jake? I will have a one, please. I'm going to have five. I'm going to go a four. I like big odds. So I'll take a six. I will take two, five, and two equals seven. Double seven. Double seven. James Bond. Excellent. So I have. Whatever's left. What was the other one? Uh, I've got one and six. I've got two and five. So I've got three and four. That's also seven. Which is also seven. And you've got seven as well. Oh, my God! Mr. Brady! (laughs) Oh, one. The Spy Who Loved Me. The Spy Who Loved Me. Wow. Considered the the pinnacle. It's the gold finger of Roger Moore's era. All right. Alrighty, well, well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. So next time you'll be joining us for 19... Ooh, Christ. <laughs> oh, Christ. Think about it. Think about oh. it. 77, of course. Yeah. For 1977's <laughs> The Spy Who Loved Me. We'll see you then. Yeah. Ooh.